Hi, this is the Pilgrim Family Podcast. I'm Eva, my little brother's Theo, and my mom and dad are Sean and Angela. Hi, friends. It is me, Angela. I am here with recording without Sean. I have my friends Laura and Marissa here with us. Hi, guys. Hello. Hello. Um, okay, so we are going to be talking about um, schools and how our kids have ended up in different schools. We all have children with special needs with an autism diagnosis. And we're just going to start out by talking about how we actually met. They are part of my, I know if you follow me on Instagram, you'll know that I talk about my autism mamas and the tribe that we have. It's a group of like, how many women is there? Like 15 maybe? At the most. Yeah. More like 10 to 12? Yeah. I don't know. Um, But we're all super close. We chat every single day and just bounce ideas off of each other and literally could not survive without each other. Um, so I met Laura first, right, Laura? Yes, when our kids were in like school together before preschool. Yeah, they're in like a sensory class. Yes, that's right? exactly what it was. So with kids on the move, our kids like were screened for like a sensory program class. Mm-hmm. And we met that way. So they were three? Two. They weren't okay. three yet because they went to Preschool at three. Okay. So they were two years old. And I was just like in the midst of starting to like understand Theo's vaccine injury and like changing his diet. And we were doing the whole like hearing tests and Mm -hmm. we didn't know what was going on. You didn't – I don't think you even had a diagnosis yet. No, we did not. Yeah, because I remember – like I remember talking to you that day when you were like doing the hearing stuff. Like I very vividly remember that. Yeah, so what Laura's talking about is (laughs) one day in the hall, she shows up. She has a newborn baby (laughs) like in her car seat and she like starts asking me about myself and like Theo and I just like word vomit on (laughs) you and I'm like, we're going through this and this and it's like – Basically, like, I had been researching all this stuff. I'm like, it might be a vaccine injury. And she, like, is, like, a deer in headlights. And it's like, "Uh uh-huh, you're crazy. And then I thought, like, I'd never hear from you ever again. But then I don't, like, how did we reconnect after that? Um, I think it might have just been Instagram, yeah. Yeah, it was Instagram. Yeah. And then we, like, were invited to a birthday party Mm -hmm, of, mm -hmm. like, a friend that was also in that class. And we just kind of like rekindled yeah, or just started talking about things. And I remember you being like, so I started researching what you were talking about and I totally. And Cairo also. Oh, yeah. It was also like Cairo. We went to like a, because you came too, Marissa, when we went to dinner that day before we went to the chiropractic mm-hmm. little thing about. Dr. Nathan had yes. done like a class mm-hmm. on neurodiversity and yes. vaccines yes did you find him on your own or did you no I went to that I actually had gone to that class before you guys but I enjoyed it so much that I wanted to go a second time to take it all in so um I had already 
um, Carmen had given me tickets to his class because she couldn't go. So she went. And so that's how I found him. Marissa was the first one who went to yeah. Dr. Yeah. Nathan. Yeah. I, that's funny. I didn't realize that I was the very first. Because, yeah, I found him through You were friend, going when I went. And then I gave him your info mm-hmm. because I thought that you guys could connect with, like, your social media connections and stuff because he's good. He's yeah. Really he good. is good. He's way well. heard him yes. talk on here. So that's how me and Laura had connected. And then Marissa, we had a mutual friend. Mm-hmm. And she, I think at the time she like knew what we were both going through, but she was also like, I'm not quite sure if Marissa's like open to talking about it because you're a little bit more like, didn't want to put a label on things, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, we were just barely, so like, I didn't realize we actually all met kind of at the same time. Oh, yeah, you, Theo didn't have his autism diagnosis. Yeah. It was like, I remember you guys doing all this stuff with like the hearing and like all that kind of stuff. And we had just barely, gosh, I don't even remember, but we had just barely been diagnosed. And you were, much. you were in therapies. You had just started uh-huh. therapies. And I just wasn't, like, you just kind of, I don't know, I feel like most parents go through this, where, like, as soon as your diagnosis hits, like, you're not sure, like, how much you want to disclose, like, mm-hmm. you're concerned about labels, but you also want to use the right labels to get the right amount of help, like, yeah. to open the right doors. Yes. And, I mean, there's also, like, a element of denial. Yes. Too. Oh, yes. I mean, I was in denial for a Same. long time, even before the diagnosis. Mm-hmm. Like, is it autism? Is it not? Like, what is this? Mm-hmm. Is she going to grow out of this? So that was the stage that I was at. So it was really nice to talk to her, too, just because we were both in the diagnosis process. Yeah. And you kind of helped me through that because we both got our diagnosis from the University of mm-hmm. Utah. And you were like, expect this and this. Mm-hmm. And it was so helpful. Yeah. But anyways... That's how we all became connected. So after, I think it was shortly after we had all connected, I had been talking with different moms on Instagram who I've talked about before. Like I just flagged their messages and then I created a group of moms who I felt like had similar journeys or like good, credible information to like talk about. And that's how our little group has spawned. Evolved. (laughs) Yeah, evolved. (laughs) Evolved. Spawn. <laughs> we are all spawned. It's fine. Watch out. Oh my gosh. Um <clears throat> okay, so we all have different paths for our kids for education. So we thought that would be a but good we, we all live really close together. Oh yeah, too. we should so talk like, about that. That's kind of interesting because we we all live very close. Are we all in different counties though? I'm the only one in a different or I don't know. Districts. No, I think we are because are we in I'm in We're South. We're all three in different school districts. We are. So I'm in South Jordan. You're in Canyons. And Alpine. Yeah. yeah. So we are, but we're close, but we've all chosen very different. We're within like 15 minutes of yeah. each other. Yeah. Yeah. Like I would say we're all options. within 10 miles of mm-hmm. each other, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But so, our kids all do different schools. Yes. Totally different like models, all of that. Mm-hmm. Because our kids are so different. Yeah. Yep. So different. So, okay, so Theo is at, <clears throat> he's doing ABA therapy in the mornings, and then with starting kindergarten this year, after three years of doing the, like, special needs preschool, he's doing kindergarten this year, and he's within, like, the school district special needs, like, they call it a STAR program, which is, like, an ABA-based preschool. Mm-hmm. So, Laura, what is Kingston doing? So, I didn't realize they call it STARS because – so, Kingston is in the Spectrum Academy, so it's the Charter Autism School, but he's in the STARS program as well. But I didn't realize that that was like a 
thing that went across for like well, with canyons, the public and canyons, yeah. yeah they do it but so i don't think they do it with jordan Oh, interesting. Yeah. You know what? No, they did not offer me anything like that with Jordan. You're right. Yeah, that wasn't Canyons one of our Jordan for anyone like local Canyons. Are next used to, to each be other. The same district, and then Canyon split off and took all the money. Basically. Oh, I didn't know that. Scandal. Yeah, Marissa would know. I used to be a teacher. I, used to, I actually taught in Jordan School District a couple years after it was formed, and it was still a big scandal because Canyons like historically has way more money because it's like Draper Sandy for locals, but yeah, they pulled basically all the funding. Wow. That's interesting. Wow. So that kind of makes sense. That does. I've had like a better experience mm-hmm. with the Canyon school district. Yes. Yeah. We did not program. have a great public experience. It wasn't horrible, but it wasn't great. But so he, but he does. So it's, Star, so it's ABA based, but we are also sending an ABA therapist with him from our, our therapy, which I envy so much because our school district does not allow that. That's why I didn't go with public school. Mm-hmm. I don't think any public schools they can't, they don't. Will not, will nope, not do it. They yes. don't. Yeah, that's why we did what we I'll talk about it. Yeah, mm-hmm. so you, do yeah, so Marissa, what do you do? So we, it was. I found out about this school through, it was like such a serendipitous thing. Like one of our RBTs was working with a student that went to the specific private school um, in the area. And she had said it was just such a great model um, and that they were accepting you bringing your own RBT if you wanted to have like any sort of one-on-one therapy. So I barely looked into any schools because I got really lucky in just getting connected with the right school at the very beginning. And I contacted them. I got her in. We didn't have to do any waitlisting. They were already partnered with the ABA company that we worked with, which is wow. why I knew about mm-hmm. them because yeah. Um, yeah, she already worked in that school. And it was, I remember I had a list. I remember Spectrum Academy was on the list and it was like three schools and the school I go to, are we sharing the names of our school? I guess we are. I mean, we, <laughs> I, guess I did. I guess we're sharing. Um, you can say what kind of school it yeah, is if you so don't want to say it. It's a idea. Montessori school, which I'm, I've always been like a little bit of a hippie at heart. <laughs> and um, I always loved the idea of Montessori school. And actually my education, my background is actually in education as well. And Montessori method is everything that I always felt like was missing from the public school system. It's very like exploration based. It's very student centered. Um, so can we also just bring up the fact that they have a chef? They have a yes. chef. Yeah, this school, like, and they like, garden. <laughs> they I know. So jealous. It's like a chef and a community garden. They celebrate International Peace Day, which is this month. And I have to send my child in a white shirt so I that I can it. sing the Peace Like a River. It's wow. <laughs> and I love it. It makes me so happy. But um, so, yeah, so we just got connected, like, right off the bat with the right people. And I had always wanted to – I hate I hate using this before just purposes of you guys understanding where my daughter is at. She's – she would be considered high functioning. Mm-hmm. We should probably um, talk about that. Yeah. Like, so her daughter is more high functioning. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Theo is more like severe. He deals with other things like pandas and flares, which mm-hmm. their kids don't have flares. Kingston has yeast flares occasionally, but they're too, they're quite but mild different. now. Right. So, it's not the same. And then Lara's son, I feel like your son's like doing pretty well, though. He's doing well. I would say he's probably... I don't know, middle? I don't know. 
I never know what to to say. I don't know what to say. I'm like, I don't know. Because it's like, I mean, if you want to talk about spectrum, it doesn't follow a straight line. It's like up and down and it's like a giant sphere. So we, but we have like a good little mix. Yes, we do. Like our group, right? Yeah. 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 They're all definitely very different in where their strengths lie. And And like like with like your school, the Montessori school, because I, because of you, I went and like Mm -hmm. did one of their tours of it because I just thought the idea was so great. But for Kingston, he needs that structure mm-hmm. in order to fall in line and not get like distracted by other things. And mm-hmm. so as much as I wanted it and loved it, yep. I didn't feel like it was the fit for him, even well, though I could send an RBT. And mm-hmm. let's talk about, so what are their peers like? What is her class oh, yeah, ratio? Is- so Lila's, so um, at our school, they keep it so that there's only one child that has a one-on-one therapist per class. Okay. And that's Lila. And that's Lila. So she's the only one in there. The rest of them are pretty neurotypical. Uh-huh. They're all completely neurotypical. But this year is How many kids year. are in her class? Oh, gosh. I don't even know. They keep it pretty low. It's under 20. Okay. But I would... 15, 16, maybe. Um, but they... This is the first year that they have had a student with autism in every single class. Oh, so that's cool. And so, yeah. So once they get to that point, I actually don't know. But I know... Would they accept I students? I don't think that they will accept more students. Mm. But they they've been really great to do this integration program. And so now it's kind of, they're in a position where it's, I don't know know what they're going to do. Yeah. yeah, But yeah, yeah, I know that's kind of has been their goal because they are pretty picky about like what ABA company they work with. They only work with one ABA company. Um, So yeah, I just got really lucky from the beginning. And it's hard because in Utah, I don't know how many, people listening are from Utah, but if you are in Utah specifically, Utah has a like really great school choice program. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they have what's called the Carson Smith scholarship, which, um, we actually get Lila's tuition almost completely covered. Um, which is not, a, not an option in a lot of states. Right. Right. But to go to a private school, mm-hmm. a Montessori mm-hmm. school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it has to be approved through the state. I don't know, aside from the school that we go to, I don't know what other schools are partnered with it, but I know that there are definitely others. Um, but but yeah. let's talk about, well, maybe we won't talk about it, but how Utah has a horrible, horrible wait list for kids for disabilities. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. I mean, they have make up for it in other ways, I guess. Right. 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 And it's kind of like every state's going to have like their, their you've thing. got to find like their strengths so you can maximize that. Cause yeah, we've been able basically to pull any of all of her special education funding from the school district, which we live in a, like a decent school district, but I just felt like Lila wasn't getting what she needed. She needed. Mm-hmm. Um, because so she your needs, school technically is in a different school district, yeah, totally different district, different but county, it's still different close. District. Uh, yeah, close enough. Right. How far like do you drive? Chauffeur. Um, like 15 minutes. That's yeah. not terrible. Mine's 20. Yeah. yeah. Theo takes the bus. It's so nice. <laughs> oh, <laughs> That's the biggest thing I miss about the school district. He loves yep, yep, the bus. Yep. So, Laura, what's your ratio for Kingston and, like, what does that look like? So, his is all kids with, like, I, well, I don't know for sure if they all have an autism diagnosis, but it's a charter school for kind of autism. You don't have to have a diagnosis to go, but I think that everybody in there does. But there's only, like, I want to say maybe nine students. It's a very small class. And he's not the only one with an RBT with him. So, I think there are two other students who also have RBTs with them in his class. And that's helpful because they, they do have like aids in there and whatnot, 
but you know, it's like staffing so hard. And so like, I know that he's getting like the one-on-one that I want him to have. And I know his aid is like clued into him. Do you know what I mean? It's not, yeah. It's not like, like, Oh, I watched three kids and I kind of know each of them. Like they only know him Mm -hmm. and they can report back with like an unbiased. So that was another big thing for me is I, it's so hard having a kid who can't tell you everything Mm -hmm. and sending them somewhere where you're like, okay, I hope everybody treats him well. Do you know what I mean? You hear horror stories. for sure. And so for me, I was like, if I can have somebody from our ABA company and somebody from the school, I have two competing companies and so they don't have any necessary loyalties to each other. So if something Mm -hmm. wrong is going on, it can be reported back to me because it's really scary so scary. To send your kid mm-hmm. somewhere where, like, they can't come home and tell you, Mom, so-and-so mistreated me, you know? Yeah. And so that was one of the big reasons why I didn't want to go with the public school system because I couldn't send an aid. I could I could fight for a one-on-one aid, but the school would be supplying it. Mm-hmm. They would be the same That's company. That's, like, our next thing. Okay, so I'll tell about Theo's classroom, but then I want to talk about, like, IEPs yeah, yeah, yeah. and if we both mm-hmm. have one, like, what that looks like. Or we each have one. Um, so Theo's class, he is Kingston in kindergarten. Yes. And he's in full day. Yeah. He goes from yeah, I drop him off at like 8 30 and pick him up at like 3 15. Okay, so he's full day. Lila's in full day because she's in first grade. First grade. And then Theo's kindergarten. And we're half day. But his um So we're very lucky because we've never had to fight for a one-on-one aid, which I totally would if we have needed to, but we haven't. So with preschool, the three years he's done preschool, and then with kindergarten now, he's the ratio has always been one-to-one. So there are two other boys in his class, and there's a teacher and two aides. Wow. I know. So lucky. I didn't realize that. I think last year in preschool, there were maybe four kids and three teachers, but they're going to go with the one who's most severe. Yeah. So they always had a one-to-one. So, I mean, even that ratio, three to four or three to five is still really good. Um, But he's half day. And with Theo being within like the boundaries of our school district, he's able to take a bus which for Theo, he's such like a sensory seeker. And I love, so he's in ABA therapy in the morning time. And then we like prep him. I mean, I say like, we're pros at this. No, (laughs) he's been in kindergarten one whole week. (laughs) So we're just, (laughs) we're just getting like familiar with this new routine. And, um, we feed him some lunch and then he's off on the school bus. And then he, but you guys, he doesn't get home off the bus until like 4.15. Oh, wow. Which is so late. That is kind of late. Day for us. Right. But but it's like, nice for him. Yeah. And we could go pick him up earlier because the, the school is only like three and a half miles from us. And within the school district, there's different um, schools that host these special needs programs. So for preschool the school is further east of us and it was maybe like, I don't know, like a 12 minute drive. And now for us, it's like a five minute drive. So it just depends on where these school, like different schools host these programs. Um, But we've been really lucky. And for Theo, we have like a specific thing. Um, 
it's not, I guess, concrete in his IEP, but because he's nonverbal, can't tell us how his day is, I've created a like a communication system within with his teacher. And it's like a Google Doc that she updates and then I can respond. And that's, that's just nice. how it's going right now. But it can, it's like subject to change and we can add things. And so far this week has gone really well. He was supposed to start last week, but last week was a horrible week for Theo. So we started this week and so far things are going well. But for IEPs, what does that look for you guys? So for us, at least, it's really simple because we only have to do it every three years. Oh, wow. And we don't. So like we we only have to do the IEP as like a formality to keep her getting scholarship. Yeah, to keep her scholarship. Mm. So actually, I don't even know if we're due for one. It's funny (laughs) because like we do it and then I forget about it until they start telling me, oh, we need to read her IEP. So yeah, like I still do all of our um, like programming for like what therapy she's doing all through the ABA company. Right. And I pretty much actually work mostly with the ABA company more so than with the school. Um, even though they have a really great parent teacher, um, program, they use class dojo. If any of you are, um, familiar with that mm-hmm. teacher mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. So did I answer the question? We're talking about IEP. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. that's all I have to do for an IEP and it's yeah. pretty easy. I think she's actually probably up at the end of this year. And honestly, like, I know a lot of the moms in our group do a really great job preparing for it. I'm lucky in the sense that I don't have to do anything. I literally just show up so that I can check the box. And then I just go through everything with her. Some of the moms in our group are like, have to hire an advocate. It's hardcore. It's really hardcore. And I'm always like, should I be? I know. I know. That's what I think too. I I have had really good luck with ours too. And we, so we don't even have a current IEP right now. We're going to get one for the school. Um, but last year Kingston went to a private preschool, um, and didn't have an IEP. So we don't have an up-to-date one. So we're going to get one, but we haven't established it yet. So how does an IEP work? Like, does that follow within like a private setting? They just, they follow a lot of what like the public school system would do. It's just that it's a charter school. Okay. Were you getting personal oh, funding? Have you I, yeah. No, I wanted to talk I didn't, about that. It was preschools. Well, charter school you don't pay for. Yeah. Talk right. about charter school. Funding. So I am just going, so like we just donate 40 hours a year is all we have to do. Donate. You know what I mean? Like we just go and do service 40 hours or you can donate stuff. Then like such amount of money adds up to your hours. Um, so yeah, we'll just do volunteer and then we just like donate stuff to the school and to the classroom. So it's really not, That's so it's nice. really cheap. And then obviously for Theo within the school district, it's yeah, there's just like our tax regular. dollars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we paid a lot. <laughs> a lot of money for that. Um, but I mean, for right now, like we've all had such different experiences, but for right now, this feels good for each one of us, mm-hmm. but with Theo going into first grade next year, not being able to have an ABA therapist for Theo and his severity, I think ABA therapy, ABA therapy is more beneficial than school. Right. So I think next year we might reevaluate with being full time within the school district. We can actually change that. Like he can go, we can still do half day ABA therapy and then take him to school for half day. So we might do that or look into like a charter or a private school where we're able to have an, a therapist with yeah. him. Well, and like you've had, like you said, your public school district 
have been such a positive experience, like your home note. So when Kingston was in the public school system for preschool, because he did three years of preschool also, I remember being like, I'm going to ask them to do this note. This is such a good idea. Like, I need to know how things work. No, she literally was like, I don't have time for this. <gasps> they wouldn't send me anything. No. Anything. And I tried and tried and tried, and I got nothing. That's when he pulled him and did that private. That is so and sad so, that don't have enough yeah. support to be able to write notes It was horrible. Yeah. And so it was like – and it's so funny because now in our, our charter school, like – I didn't even ask for a note because we had the RBT. And so I was like, mm -hmm. I don't need to. I'll just talk to them mm -hmm. every day and that's fine. Um, that's kind of how it's been like my relationship with them. And he walks out with this like eight and a half by 11 sheet with like everything. Wait, did he post that to the group? Yes. <gasps> everything oh gosh, you can so think detailed. of. Of like so what he detailed. ate, if he helped, if he needed verbal prompting. I love that part. part yeah. yeah the how he prompting. was able to communicate in class, if he used speech or if he used a speech device or sign mm -hmm. language. Like, and she, the teacher fills it out because I asked our RBT, I was like, who fills this out? And she was like, the teacher fills it out every day. And like she writes notes at the bottom and it was just so much detail and I hadn't even asked for that. And that's just what she did. And I was, I was just in awe. I was so happy. Yeah. About that's it. amazing. Yeah. It was, it, it, it's been such a good fit for him. So amazing. Yeah. So for our listeners, I think like what the takeaway is here is find something that works for you. It's going to look different for everyone. Mm -hmm. And we have like a good spectrum here of what our children's needs look like and just make sure you're advocating, make sure you're aware of what's out there. Talk to other parents, research a little bit and find what works for you. Right. Yeah, mm -hmm. definitely. Cause it's there's, not going to be the same. Yeah. And there's more options than you think there are like even in Utah. So like having been in the education field, like Utah is one of, is like the bottom of the list on like so many things like Funny. pupil spending, um, classroom teacher to student ratios, like mm -hmm. so many things Utah's at the bottom of the barrel. And yet I have been able to, and all of us have been able to find something that has like tailor fit our children so well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I think that's, that's the thing too, is to ask around. Like, I mean, I ended up finding my option through like our RBT that we currently have, like, Find out what autism parents in your area are doing. Connect with groups of people. Like, there's just that's something I've learned. There's just way more options than you think there are. Yeah, and I think I, that's true. I would have yeah. never guessed that we'd be in this position where I've known about this school actually for a long time. They want they've won like some best in state awards. Yeah, and they're way great. Yeah, yeah I never cool. thought that we would be able to be going to this school with a therapist that we chose, mm -hmm. the company we chose. Mm -hmm. And then get it all covered through the state. And have it be perfect I for never, your kids. Yeah, never. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I actually, like, we got to the point where, like, we'll pay for it. Like, we'll pay for yeah, it. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and we had no idea. We knew, like, we found out about the funding later. Yeah. And then, yeah, and you guys know, in the mm -hmm. autism world, like, when you're trying to do therapies, there's so much that's not covered. So you yeah. just kind of get used to it. And to find out this was all covered. Is crazy. It's amazing. And we've been yeah. able to do some different therapies. Like, we've done stem cell therapy and just stuff like that. And it's just, like it's been kind of a dream, honestly, like for just doors that open that you don't realize mm -hmm. until you just kind of talk to the right people. So, you know, you never know who you're going to talk Private to. schools aren't off the board just no. because you can't pay for them. No, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. That just made me think about how we need to talk about. So tune in next week because we're going to be talking about 
um, what we wish neurotypical moms would understand or know. But I just was thinking like, we should also talk about like, just the different avenues that we take, like, and the different resources that are available. There's, we have a lot of things we can talk about, you guys. There's a lot of stuff. Because, oh, the different therapies that we've all done. Mm-hmm. Like, within our group, like, we've done so many different therapies. Yeah. So, keep tuning in. Um, I'm. We're going to be recording another episode that will drop next week. Thanks for being here, Marissa and Laura. Thank Love you, you. both. <laughs> Hi, this is the Pure Love Reading Family Podcast. I'm Eva, my little brother's Theo, and my mom and dad are Sean and Angela.